everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to a nondescript place of weird creatures, I guess. I guess it depends on what deck you're playing with in the yep. game Similo. Uh, yes, this uh, is a game of decks that you choose. You can um, pick, uh, let's see, is it just like one deck? Per purchase, the, or is there a When set? you purchase it, you get one deck. So it's not like uh, there's a bunch of decks in one. You just get one deck. All right. So you build your collection deck by deck. But, uh, yes, this is a <laughs> – this is all going to make sense eventually, I promise. But um, this is a game that came out in 2019. It plays two to eight players. Uh, it's a short game. It's listed at 10 to 15 minutes on BGG. And uh, for seven plus, I'd say that's all about right, pretty much. I mean, it's yep. a quick game. Um, it's, uh, it's engaging to a lot of, or to a lot of age groups and definitely is a game you could play with kids rated at 1.07. I love that. I always love it when there's that point zero <laughs> something in BGG, like gotta make it exact in that point zero seven is really gonna, gonna clarify for me whether it's a 1.0 or is it more than 1.0? Well, it's an average. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. I just think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, it is a very light game. Um, but uh, and despite that, it is a pretty fun and engaging game for its basic structure. Uh, the alternate names of this game are just basically named after the decks. So there's similar animals, fables, similar history, similar um, myths, and it says 26 more. Have they actually come out with 26 I, expansions? When they originally came wow. out, they came out with three. The myths, history, and fables. So those are the first three that were available. I don't know if they're quite available yet, but I know that they were making the animals and wild animals ones. Um, I Looks feel like they have a Halloween it, one too. Yeah, that one's called the Spookies. All of these are available digitally. All three of them are available digitally. So if you play it um, on like the app form, you can use any of these decks. Uh, but physically, I have only actually seen the first three. So. I think the 26 is counting the various international iterations of those oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, decks. No. So, <laughs> so they're getting that. a bit of a cheat there for 26 <laughs> decks. But, but yeah, basically these are um, – so there's, what, six total that are potentially out there or coming out, um, but three for sure in the original uh, outlay of these games. Uh, designed by Martino – oh, this is going to be a hard one for me – Chia Chiachera, uh, that's, that can't be the way you say that name, but I. Paul you have to say it like you're a raccoon. <laughs> I think that's how I imagine raccoons speak. Very high pitched staccato, and Halmar Hotch, Pierluca Zizi, and the art is by Xavier Jonafe Durand, and published by Horrible Guild. Um. So, yeah, this is a, a small game from an indie publisher or a smaller publisher, uh, but uh, they, they did a great job. I have to say the art in this game is pretty, pretty sweet. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's talk about a little bit how we play it, and then we can get more of the details because um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one. This is a fun, quirky little game. All right. So this game, it's one deck is 30 cards. Uh, you're going to shuffle up the whole deck. 
You're gonna assign one person to be the clue giver and everyone else is gonna be guessing. It is a cooperative game. Uh, you are trying to essentially guess what the correct character is that uh, the clue giver knows about. So the clue giver will draw one card, look at it, and make sure no one else sees. That one card is the card that you need to give clues to. That's what you're trying to get everyone else to guess. Uh, after you remember what it is, you then draw 11 more cards and shuffle the card you drew in with those 11 other cards, making a total of 12 cards. Shuffle them up, uh, and then you display them. You flip them all over and put them in an, uh, an array so that everyone else can see them. Uh, and so now you know which one of those cards is the card that you're trying to give clues to as the clue giver, and everyone else is trying to figure out which of those 12 is the correct one. Uh, then the clue giver draws five cards from the deck, uh, and then they will start. The game will last five rounds. Uh, every round basically is the same thing with a couple of the amounts of cards being chosen changing. Uh, the clue giver will pick one of the five cards that they have, uh, reveal it, and they will either reveal it in one of two ways. They will either reveal it so that it's uh, uh, straight up and down depending on respective how you do it or sideways uh, if if they place it straight up and down what they are trying to communicate is that there is something in the card that they played that is similar to the card he wants you to guess uh, if they play it sideways then it is so there's something on that card that is different or anti what is the card you are trying to guess? Uh, you, the, then after that is revealed, everyone else kind of discusses what they think. Oh, I think it's this, I think it's that. Uh, and then each round, they will be eliminating cards that they think, well, it can't be this because based off of these clues, we think we're gonna remove this. Each round, you're gonna be removing different amounts of cards. In the first round, you remove one. Second, two, third, three. Fourth round, you are going to be removing four cards. Uh, in the last round, there should only be two cards remaining, uh, which means you are going to pick out which one card you're going to get rid of to leave the one card, hopefully, that is the card that you are trying to guess. If at any point in time they eliminate the card, uh, then everybody loses, and you can start a new game, or you can put it all away by then. But uh, if you are able to get to that last last round and make it to the last one, uh, that that ends the game and you win. Uh, basically, that's the entire game. That's it. That's really <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. It's a, it's a very straightforward game. Yeah. The the one thing you can do, and they do suggest it, and I believe it is available in the app, uh, is that you can play with two decks simultaneously. In which case, you'd have one deck for the display uh, and another deck to draw from and use as clues. So that's that's how they suggest using. You wouldn't combine both of them by shuffling both decks together. So you'd use them as two separate decks. Which I am still not convinced. I can't have. I haven't fallen on one side or the other. If it's easier or much more difficult to use two decks, or it, or the same, it feels harder. Like it, I, I think I it depends know. on which decks you use. If you use decks that are kind of similar, like if you use the history and myths one, you've got right. kind of similar things going on where it's like okay, they're both human-ish type characters. They all kind of have a have a age-old history to them there's similar links between them but if you're using things like the fables deck and the history deck it gets a little because there's a lot of stuff in the fables deck where it's like oh now we have a bunch of cats or like the three little pigs and it's just like
It's like I don't I don't quite get it. I, I think maybe they were going for this. Uh if if whenever I see the animals ones available, I think like if you used animals and wild animals, it would be pretty easy. They're they're animals. They there's some links right. between those. But yeah, it it it's it's difficult because the clues that you're giving in this game, uh it, it couldn't really be anything. It could be, oh, like it could be, oh, there they this one has a beard. Or it's male or female. That usually tends to be the first one when when we're playing. But then it, it's just like, well, that one has a hat on. Or oh, he looks angry in that one. <laughs> or you know, the background was a pinkish color. It it could be really anything, and you're just kind of going off of I don't know what's the unique feature of the thing that they played. Uh, and also the thing you have to remember is the clue giver is limited to those five cards. Uh, and I did not mention this, but every round he will draw a new card. So they always have five cards to deal with. Uh, but it could be that he has just five really bad cards to choose from. And so you're just like, I, I don't know. I mean, what I, you could be like kind of gleaming like, God, I want them to give a clue like this. So obviously they give a clue like that. But sometimes you just don't have that card to give a clue like that. I know I know they're having right, like, yeah. I just want to give a clue so that, you know, all right, it's, you know, I want something with like a beard so that I could say, oh, it's with a beard. But there's no cards with a beard or there's like no cards with white hair or there's, no, you know, but it's, it, sometimes <laughs> it just doesn't show up. And you're like, God, come on. Where are the good cards? <laughs> yeah, the challenge of. Working with what you got—that is Simolo and its core. <laughs> not not what you need, but what you have, and trying to make the best of it, and sometimes really struggling, is the really silly goofiness at the core of this game. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny because I I think that doing the clues and the uh, with like a, doing a one deck where you're doing the clues and. Um, the uh, board is laid out with the cards from that deck. Sometimes it just feels like it is so hard. But adding another one it can also feel difficult because these are really well designed and they definitely know what their game is. I have to say, Simlo is a really well designed, simple game. The art is really good. And like Alex was mentioning, the clues can be almost anything. And there are some times when you put a card in, in the similar to or different than column and you're just hoping they see the minutiae of what you're going for <laughs> and ignore the other things which never happens <laughs> but but um but anyway like it, it's it's a really funny combo of trying to um uh read the person who's uh fig trying to figure it out and as the clue giver aligning yourself with their thought process it's not necessarily how do I? How do I, as the clue giver, lead? It's it, it. At least in my opinion, it feels like it's definitely like how do I, as the clue giver, align with the, what you're thinking of here to try to keep you going in that direction, and uh, on the on the right track. Um, yeah. So anyway, when when you add another deck, it can be either really helpful or really difficult. And having a single deck, it's interesting the way the designers thought about it because it's not necessarily easy to do this game. Even if you have the right cards, there can be some weird thing that throws the person off completely at the at the end, especially. <laughs> like, we, we had that one game where I knew what it was. Uh, Alex was the clue giver. I was the clue receiver. I knew what it was like a round or two before the end. And then the last clue just threw me yeah <laughs> intentionally it made me it, doubt everything i, I was thought. trying to get you to guess a lion and the, even the round before you're like i'm pretty sure it's the lion i'm like all right this should be easy like any card i give i should be fine even though i don't have that great of cards and i'm like he's on it he thinks it's the lion it's exactly what i've been trying to give clues to and then i flipped i 
put one card. I'm like, God, I wish I had like something with a long neck so you knew it wasn't the camel. <laughs> or like, I'm like, because you kept doing things where it's like, oh, like this, it's, this animal's in Africa. I'm like, they're both in Africa. I can't do location anymore. Like, oh, God, <laughs> if I do this, he might think it's because they don't eat meat. And it's like, no, but he does eat meat. Oh, God. Anything I put, you could could have misinterpreted. I'm like, I'll choose the seagull just because he kind of looks like he has a long neck. And you went, oh, the seagull's looking to the right, and so is the lion. I'm like, no, no, don't. <laughs> and the backgrounds are similar. And <laughs> like, this game is so fascinating in its design because it really plays with that human brain wiring of finding patterns that a lot of times don't really exist. Like, the human brain is designed to find patterns. And yep. so you end up second guessing yourself out of the correct solution because you find all these crazy patterns that, especially the cute clue giver, is like, I didn't even see that. Why are you going down yep. that road? <laughs> yeah, I ha- I, that was the one that you gave. You gave a clue. It was like the tortoise, and I can't remember what you were trying to get me to guess, but I'm like, oh, there's a bunny in the background. And you're like, oh, right. gosh, like, no. Oh, now he's going to leave that bunny there forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I didn't even think about the bunny. I didn't even see the bunny before I laid that down. <laughs> but, yeah, th- this is uh, such a fun game of comedy of errors and just ridiculousness. It It, it is so satisfying, though, when you can get to the end and and – and get there like as the uh, either one one on one or two person game or broader, but getting through that correctly and <laughs> finding all those avenues of avoiding second guessing yourself and um, knowing that you're trying to create patterns that just don't exist like it's just it's just not real is so fun. I have to say that once you get there, it's really satisfying. Yeah, it, it um, is really nice. So you've played this a lot more than I have. So what what are your experiences with player counts and how that goes with this game? Uh, I think I've played it, I think the lowest I've ever played it player count, I'm actually B2. I think the first maybe one or two games may have been just me and my wife. Uh, we u- I usually don't bring it out uh, unless there's going to be at least like three or four people. I tend to stick with a nice, It's. I know it's a quick game, and I have brought it out and brought it to, to restaurants and things like that. It works really well because it plays really fast, um, and it's something where everyone can kind of communicate with each other because there is a lot of table talk going on of discussions of what do you think he meant by that? Well, I don't think oh, that's stupid. But uh, it, it works really well. I think I've done it at most probably seven people, including the clue giver. So that's about as far as I'd put. And it, it, it works really well. Everyone has something to say uh, at some point in time because usually you, there's always that moment where it's like, God, do we, get a, do we get rid of these four cards or do we get rid of these four cards? I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Are you thinking it's more because he's a witch or do you think it's more because it's <laughs> you know a non-human characteristic? What do you uh, – oh, gosh. Oh, but remember that card from before. It's probably female. I don't know. And so like there's a lot, a lot of discussion, which is really nice about this. Uh, the thing I wanted to liken this game to, and uh, it's it's like a very, very like shrunk-down version of similar games such as uh, Mysterium or Obscurio, games like that where there is a, a quiet player, someone who doesn't, and might I say, it's, it's my favorite mechanic of most games was there's one player who can't say anything. I just yeah. – I, I don't know why. I just absolutely love that. So I love being the clue giver <laughs> who can't say anything. I do that kind of stuff where I'm not playing a game and my wife 
absolutely hates it where I'm just like, all right, I'm going to see if I can mine this whole way through. And she's like, stop doing that. You're driving me nuts. Just use your mouth. And so uh, I absolutely love that. Any excuse to not talk uh, when when I can try and communicate some other way. I love the challenge in that. Uh, and so this is just a very <laughs> – if you really like – Games like Mysterio or uh, Mysterium or Obscurio, uh, things like that. It's it's really the most simplified version. Those those other games they tend to last like at least an hour. There's a lot of setup to it. It takes up a lot of space. This one is very quick, very tiny, fits in your pocket. Like it, I think it's it's kind of the the go to game for taking out of that genre. I think is what it is. Yeah, I could see that for sure. It's it is it is really portable. Like it's such a simple. Obviously, it's in a deck of cards, and so um, any we've talked about this before ad nauseum. <laughs> but any game that can be fully in a deck of cards is clearly the most portable system you can have. And um, this one, even layout and space wise, is, is lends itself really well to taking out. Um, well, let's just talk about it. I guess we're already on the subject. So, what yeah. is this like to take out? Let's just lovely segue right into that. So this game is, like we said, a deck of cards and is going to be fairly easy to set up on a table and then kind of adjust as you need it on the table. Um, the the only thing is you're going to need to maintain that grid, at least for the way the game intends you to play it. So uh, on the middle of the deck, or I'm in the middle of the deck, the middle of the table, you're going to have the main grid of cards. So you're going to lay out uh, cards and it's a three, four by three grid is I'm trying to remember off the top of my a head. Three by right? four or four by three, whichever yeah, you four prefer. By there, I mean, you could it. do you could do a two by six. I think digitally they do it two by six, so it's not. So sky's the limit on orientation, I guess. As long as you have twelve cards, <laughs> <laughs> one by twelve. If you one by twelve, so yeah. <laughs> or if you feel like cutting them in half, one half by twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> and if you got those scissors, don't let that stop you. Just keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, so you're going to have, like, the, the game wants you to do a um, three columns and four rows. Or, I'm sorry, three rows and four columns layout, I believe, is how they have it set up for the uh, the reference card, right? When you draw um, to figure out where the secret card is or the um, main focus card is. Uh, but anyway, you could, like you said, you could do it in any orientation. But there's going to be 12 cards on the middle of the table, and those are going to be laid out in some sort of grid or at some sort of row so that you can clearly identify their placement. Um, and then uh, you're going to be either drawing from the uh, – what is this card called The that you figure out which character – is it the secret card? Like what is that card called? Figure out which they, character is the actor. call it. Anyway, you're going to be drawing the card that clarifies which secret is the character. secret character on the grid that you are giving clues to or about. Um, or you can just uh, – you could probably just house rule this and call one if you want to uh, with especially another grid setup. But um, anyway, those are going to stay out in the uh, middle of the, middle of the uh, table. I keep wanting to say board. Uh, as the clue giver, you're going to have in your hand a hand of five cards. And those are going to be 
the uh, clues you're going to give. So in the digital version, it's a little different than the in-person version, but in person, you're going to lay them down on the table, and the orientation is going to clarify if it's uh, straight up and down, then it is. this card is similar to the card that we are all trying to figure out what it is, or if it's oriented tapped to perpendicular or 90 degrees, left and right, then it is different than the card that we are all trying to guess or give two clues to, or I'm giving clues to. Um, everyone else has really nothing in front of them. They are just trying to um, uh, figure out the the card that is guessed. So, actually, I have a question for you because I've only played this digital. Is when you eliminate cards, you just flip them, or are there tokens that come with this where you place them like we did on the you, digital? Version? You can you can ju- we play where you literally just remove the card. So you go, I remember oh, out this one go. and this one. So as you play, it kind of shrinks the play area, and you can now reorient it because you don't need them to stay in the same place. Uh, but the yeah. thing is, you will be keeping out the cards that were clues, uh, so that you can kind of reference back of okay, yeah, this. I remember that they played that, and we were kind of focused on the fact that they all, uh, you know, had a hat on type of a thing, and so you can kind of reference back. Yeah. So basically. What I'm, in a long-winded way of saying is there's a center grid of cards, and they are going to slowly either be disappearing or being flipped uh, as they're eliminated from contention. And the only thing that else is that in play is that hand of cards from the clue giver and, of course, the draw deck, which is going to be put somewhere, probably close to the clue giver. And that that's it. So, honestly, this is a game where you could tuck it to one side or another of a pizza. So this definitely passes the pizza test at the center of the table. You could orient this in uh, any different ways. It's just as long as everyone can see the center grid. That's the most important thing because as the clues are given, you're going to need to, you know, pour over the remaining cards that are left and see um, how you think they relate to that clue so you can figure out what is being uh, eliminated this round. But other than that, you really don't have to worry about anything else. So there's nothing in yeah. your hand or player area to keep track of or knock over or, um, yeah, keep track of, I think, is it. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> the yeah. center of the board or the table is it. And even if they can't see it, you, there's nothing really stopping anybody from picking one of the cards up to get a closer look. Because um, sometimes, there, as, as we've mentioned, there are kind of fine details that you are trying to give clues to. Uh, there are sometimes where people are like, I don't know who this character is. They give a description of every single one off to the side. It's kind of in a little print. But again, you can just pick these up, look right at it, and be like, oh, the Tin Woodman uh, from... The wonderful Wizard of Oz, L. Frank Baum, nineteen hundred. Okay, now I have, <laughs> now I know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, so, you are you are meant to pick these up and look at them. Yes, for sure. And and the uh, yeah, that's it. Honestly, that's the full explanation of being on the table. So it it's really easy to tote this game around and throw it up on the table um, to play it. So the other question I have, because I have not played the physical version. Well, I have. I guess we have played the physical version with you, but I don't remember that. Is what is the box size of this? Uh, the box size. Honestly, I got rid of the original box because I didn't like it. <laughs> I have all. I have the three originally released decks, uh, and so I'm like, I just want to put them all in one box. Uh, the box size, if I remember correctly, it's probably about. Uh, I'm gonna say like. Four inches wide by six inches tall, and maybe uh, probably like three quarters of an inch deep. Uh, but I don't, th- I don't think I would have ever kept it. Even I think it's one of those boxes that kind of falls apart as as you own it. 
Uh, and I just made my own box that's like perfectly fitted to this deck. My box has three of the decks, and so it's basically the exact size of the cards. The cards are, I think they're two and a half inches by four inches, all these cards. Uh, and it's about an inch and a half thick because I have three decks in there. Okay. So still re- really portable, really um, uh, throwing your bagable. <laughs> Uh, really easy to get, get around. So honestly, this is another one that really just lends itself to taking out and getting a, a, the ability to throw it up on any table uh, and get and get it played or in any takeout situation. To be honest, the vibe of this game also lends itself really well. It's very silly. We talked about it's it's a light game clearly, but it's very silly. There's a lot of fun tension though. This is probably a game that feels as close to a dice rolling game in cards that than I've ever really experienced. Where there is such a gambling feel, <laughs> not only as the clue giver, where you're kind of gambling with the, that they understand this clue or, or your intention with the clue is going to come through clearly, but also as the clue receiver and the person who's guessing or the people who are guessing the right card in that you're really just feeling like, oh, my God, I've got to do my best with this clue. And tr- once again, try to suss out what the clue giver is trying to get me to do or what they think or what their take would be. Um, there's just a sense of like that pusher luck element here in the gambling in cards, which is really honestly impressive with a game that has no dice. Uh, that comes through strongly. Uh, but the vibe itself lends it to a lot of table talk, a lot of like up and down moments, a lot of like ahs and oohs and and uh, exciting moments of failure or success. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, let's see. Uh, anything else that in your experience that you've played that that uh, to add on to that, just like um, moments that you remember in this game that stood out, or just uh... I think I think it's it's one of those games where even after it's done, it's it since there's that one player who's quiet. Uh, with most games where there's a, a silent player, there's always that moment where they can finally talk and they can be like, oh, God, this is what I was trying to do. You were so on it. Why didn't you listen to him? Or why why, why did you bother listening to her type of a thing? Like, you, I, you were almost there. And then somehow you got lost in the in the kitty litter <laughs> with everything going on. And it was just like, ah. And so I th- that's usually the moment I love the most is when you can finally, like, talk about things or like what what was this supposed to mean and you're like well he had you know his eyes were looking up or something like that it's like why would i pay attention to that (laughs) you're crazy so that that those are the moments i love in this game yeah yeah (laughs) they're really i'm just thinking about it just it's so goofy it's really it's really silly (laughs) i had a lot of fun with this one all right, would your mom like this game? I don't know. I could see your mom like this game for sure, but I'm not sure if it's definitely the... the uh, you know what? I take that back. I, I'm just going to keep it simple. I think your mom would enjoy this game for sure. Like, what do you, what do you think? <sighs> yeah, I feel like she probably would, but there's something something deep inside of me that says there it just might not go over well i can there is a lot of things going for it where i think she would enjoy it as you mentioned there's a lot of you know there's moments of like oh yes like that the, those quick attention moments of i think we got it you know and it's like it's like you're watching a game show waiting for that board to flip and hopefully you see your name on there type of a thing but i and i, I think she would like that but i don't know if this game would have enough meat on it that she would enjoy it. i think it might just be playing 
too quickly and the fact that it is cooperative kind of takes away a bit of the personal like excitement so i'm gonna put this at a maybe yes just because there there are a lot of things that are going for it but there are it, it changes a lot of the mechanics on things that she has played before that i know she would like that it might just be something where she's like i mean it's fine but i you know i i'm not you know dying to play it again type of a thing right right yeah, I could I could see that too. So I, I definitely I think she would enjoy it, but not like r- raring to get back to it because yeah. there's other games that probably are more in line with her her taste. I of definitely games. don't see her hating it though. Yeah, for sure. Um, who else would like her like this? Uh, I think it, this is this is once again it's a simple structure of a game. It's a very simple design, but done well. Like what they did with this basic structure is is they did it they did it right. They did it a good job. The colors. The design, the art is very vibrant. They did a really good job in considering um, the ways that these cards would be given as clues as and also be in the grid as the animal that's the secret animal that you're trying to figure out, or card, I should say, that you're trying to figure out. It's just, it's funny how sometimes the way these, like I was saying before, these unintentional logical connections or pattern connections arise and you wonder how much of that is designed even and how much is that just the way the human mind works and trying to force connections where there aren't any but they definitely tried to make some some macguffins and some false uh, uh or not even false but just some like loose uh, uh correlations between these cards that you could use as a clue potentially to get someone to go one way or as the the reader as a wrong way where you just follow it down a rabbit hole. Um, so really good design and art in, in this entire game. So it's really fun to engage with, but I could see some gamers feeling like this is not deep enough as a quote unquote game yeah. for them and feeling like it sort of falls flat in, in that sense. Um, I it sort of ride. I, no, go ahead. I, I, I think it's it's I, I, and I what I I've been trying to put a, a way of saying this best. I think it's it's a one note game really. It's a game that does one thing, but I think it does it really well. And if you're looking for a game that kind of has a bit of diversity to it, as you were kind of putting it, something where you can kind of take different tacks or different strategies, this is a game where it's basically it's one strategy. You're just trying to suss out what is the best clue you can give, and it. It's just going to be doing that. You can't really do much more with it. You can add another deck to maybe maybe increase the challenge, but that's about it. And so if you're looking for something with more uh, verboseness, uh, if I'm using that word correctly, then this is not that game. But if you're looking for just something simple, something quick, something you know you can kind of just have a nice chat about, I, it's a, I think it's a lovely game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's a good point I didn't mention is that talking over uh, – table talk, this allows for a lot of table talk in the game. There's definitely a need to pay attention to um, the clue, of course, as it's given. And in the time of considering the cards to remove uh, for each round, there you're going to be really focused on that. But in that focus, there's a lot of just uh, – chance for table talk and just silliness and um discussion of course so it breeds a lot of conversation which is nice in the, in the game excuse me so that is a plus or a minus depending on what kind of gamer you are and how uh into that uh, structure you are <laughs> take it as yep. you will um all right let's see uh i think we covered it right i think that's it we did i always feel like I'm i think we something. covered everything cleanly this time yeah, not even a hiccup, and in, in the right order, even. 
All right, guys. Well, there we go. That is Similo. This is a, a game. I've definitely seen this at my local game store. You can get it there. Of course, you can get it online. Um, it's 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 pretty reasonably priced, and I feel like this is another one too. If you like games like this, or you're into like light, quick, fun little games, this is definitely uh, one you'll get your money's worth out of for the cost that it goes for. That I've seen at least. Um, yeah. And so I, I've seen it around ten to fifteen bucks um, in the stores, and then right around that for uh, online. So, yeah, anyway, just one you're going to get your money's worth out of. And and uh, one of those games where I feel like it's like, gosh, why didn't anyone think of this before 2019? <laughs> and maybe yeah. maybe there is a game structure, but it's just so simple but so well thought out that it's just impressive. Uh, one of those basic designs. Um, but, yeah, that is Similo. So you can grab any of the sets and play them by themselves, or you can grab a couple and challenge yourself <laughs> um, should you choose. I think the... Was Animals the first that they came out with? Uh, I I don't know which one is the first because I think they came out with the the three sets all in one. So the the myths, history, and fables. If if I had to guess, I would guess fables was probably the first one. The animal sets I think are in just like a second phase. So those those are the new okay. ones that are coming out. Oh, okay. I would have guessed the animals would come first, but that that makes total sense. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely want to consider and pick up. It's a unique game. It, 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 like I said, it plays with that human brain um, expectation and psychology really well, and turns it on its head in many ways. Ha <laughs> ha! Brains on its head, um, and so it's a fun game to engage with. So definitely recommend for us. We we uh, we enjoyed this game quite a bit. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I uh, I'm I don't have anything for you guys today, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna plan big and rhyme hard next time we go for. Uh, also, I just can't hard find to rhyme anything with that rhymes with Similo. They're just made up words. Similo, similu, simile. Similo. None of those even rhyme with it. <laughs> That's probably the rhyme with the prefix, not the suffix. But uh, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna let <laughs> leave it there and try not to embarrass myself further. But, uh, yeah, you guys can get a hold of us if you like in a couple different ways. Twitter and Instagram, of course, at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and go down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We would love to hear from you and any of your thoughts about what we've reviewed or any thoughts about what we could review. Uh, until then, we hope you guys are all playing some games right now, getting out into the weather and the nice, uh, the nice weather that we're having, and uh, also experiencing that, which is nice, after quarantine and winter, to finally see, oh, the sunshine and outside does exist. Um, but uh, until next time, we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.